This is the Nick and Jules podcast. Here it is again. G'day, g'day. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening. And good night. Ha, ah, that's it. That's all we got, Nick. <laughs> Upload a quick 20 second podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, there's more than this. This is just the general chit chat. This assume. is a uh, bonus. Yes. Uh, Exclusive. <laughs> so far, pretty shitty bonus. Mm, yes. Banter, um, one would assume. Again, oh, well, actually, you know what? You know what it is, Jules? You know what it is? <laughs> this is great banter. It really you know, is. I have a lot of sounds Special on my guests. button bar. What yes, else you got? Steve Coogan. A lot of sounds here we don't really get to play on the show very much. This is uh, obviously my favorite, which has made it once or twice. Y'all already know who I am. Some weird little southern <laughs> kid that's just really aggressive. Has that actually made the show yet? Once. When? I don't remember oh, this. This was like at six o'clock one morning. I think it was like second week when we we're like, hey, it's Nick and Jules, but. Y'all already know who I am. That's good. That's I good. Because no one would know. Here's one. This is a throwback to oh, 2010, maybe. I'm sexy and I know it. Mm, that sounds underwater. Why? Yeah. Well, I, I think it might be just the song, to be honest with you. Um, Red Foo, LMFAO, that one there. What's Red he f- been up to lately? Oh, nothing. Like, nothing. I think... Um, Since like 2010, I reckon. Is that the year you said? Yeah. I, around then. It's Red a, It's an old... Red flu and blue... Red flu, is it? Foo. Foo. Red foo. Um, and blue sky, I think. I think one is the other... Who's blue sky? Well, there's two of them because LMFAO is two people. I think one is the other one's uncle. I could be wrong. Oh, that's cool. Keeping it in the family. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. They've done nothing. I think Red Foo very... <gasps> What do you got? Do you want to know his full name, his actual name, Red Foo? Um, sure. Stefan Kendall Gordy. Stefan Kendall Gordy. They're like three first names. Yeah, I get where you went with Red Foo. I suppose. Mm. Yeah, especially from a performance aspect. Yeah. Uh, they have not done much. Mm-hmm. Red Foo, I believe, he's got some producer credits, yeah. but not for like five years. So I couldn't tell you what he's doing. At the moment. So he's like behind the scenes. To some degree. Yeah, and good I, for him. There was a very brief time where, again, Red Foo, not, not the blue guy, Red Foo, I believe, came out and was like a judge on X Factor. Oh, yeah. Which, it's a big personality you have to maintain. So I guess mm, you want to stretch that out as much as you can get. Yeah. Milk it for all it's worth. Yeah. Is X Factor the one where it's... You have to give the... To people. But you can have any talent or is it predominantly music? I think it's like AGT. So you can Well, you can anything. have any talent, but then the, music the idea is win? that you can, yeah, usually. Well, I think, yeah. you, you, I think the idea was- You get buzzed you, out. You get buzzed out. And I think the winner gets like money, which very like goes towards an album maybe. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Um, it's but thoughtful. You I know, thought if it they was, put it towards charity or something. Yeah. I thought it was very, I don't think anyone who wins those shows are putting it towards charity. Mm. Uh, I think um, it might not have been- um, X Factor. I think it was a singing based show when Red Foo came out. Okay. And I remember thinking, that guy doesn't sing. He just does this. I'm sexy and I know it. He's speaking and Probably he's dances, using auto tune. Where's the sunglasses? And I know it. Mm. Yeah. Um, Do you so reckon that, we should X Factor people more in life? Like just buzz people out when they're doing stuff? Yeah. Do I, do I have any? Let me see if I got any sounds that can buzz people out. I mean, I've got the classic. Oh, that's, that's, that's a that, party. That's if you win. Um, if we really dislike something that someone mm. is saying. No, God, please, no. Mm. That's good. We've got Steve Oh, Carell. that's the office. Yeah, yeah. Um, and alternatively, if someone says something that we're really happy with. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what that's from. <laughs> that was just me doing the sound effect. That's just, it's just very, <laughs> I don't know. I like the, the youthful optimism that that sound effect has. Just. <laughs> is that from the Teletubbies? 
It's a great question. I don't know. I don't know where a lot of this stuff comes from. That's that's a goat. This that's one. Good. This is actually a noise that I'm about to play. That I reckon. Not that I think we have young listeners necessarily, but I think if you are under the age of maybe under the age of eighteen, you, you won't understand. Uh, mm. is, that, is that fair to say? Yeah, that's if you're a good one. Under the age of twenty-five, probably not getting that one. Mm-hmm. I. I'm 27 and I only know that because I've had it explained to me. That sound just brings me back to pain. Ow! <laughs> Mom, get off the phone! Did you have that? I want to use the internet and play Neopets is with that... random strangers. <laughs> is that the situation you had grew up? Is that you couldn't have, it was like one line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we didn't Did get you internet. not have that? No, well, we, didn't have, we didn't get internet until mid to late high school, I reckon. Yeah, right. And I reckon... I mean, it wasn't good, like, back then, but, you know, we still had something. No, you you, you had access to the internet versus mm. my... Like, I was aware of the internet, and I was just like, oh, what a, what a fun concept. <laughs> and then I remember when we got a, a computer, a family computer, and it was kept in mum and dad's room initially, and then they moved it to the back room, and I didn't really understand how to use the internet. Mm. Uh, so it was predominantly I used it to play... Um, in a box of Nutrigrain, we got a copy of the game Age of Empires. Oh, yeah. Now, that's a very weirdly specific memory. Yes. Uh, but Almost like my Neopets card games. Yeah. Well, lots of people knew Age of Empires because they gave you the full version of the game in a in box Nutri-Grain. of Nutrigrain. Which is the exact opposite of Nutrigrain's message because Nutrigrain's like, Be oh, active. Active. We're Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Get but, out and about. Instead, play video games. Yeah, it was weird. Love mm. the game, though. That's mm. it. Uh, plenty of stuff on today's show, Jules. Oh, yeah, we should probably talk about that. Yeah, what's going on? World's most popular jobs. If you've been considering a career change, maybe this will inspire you. I am. Um, I reckon. The, <laughs> I would uh, like a career change. I think <laughs> these. I think this list is like the quote unquote normal jobs because mm. it's like if you could have any job, I would love to be a pop star. I'd love mm. to be like the world. I'd love to be the Justin Bieber pop star of the world. Like. It wasn't specifically pop star because I feel like that word has been phased out, but mm. influencer and singer did make the list, but they didn't make uh, the ones that we called out on yeah, it. The top three that we talk about, mm. surprising, and the order also surprising. I also, on today's show, Jules, rant a little bit. I need to vent. Mm. Producer Matt actually joins us to talk about it because he's experienced it firsthand. You are now experiencing it through both of our eyes. But, yes. Uh, we talk about a man who is somewhere in the office. We don't know. I don't think he works in our company. But we share the we share our floor with a few people. He's been doing some despicable acts. Yeah, just to give you a bit, his name is Piss Boy. His name is he's not. Our name is not actually Piss Boy. It doesn't <laughs> say that on his birth certificate. You um, you want to track down this person? I want to track him down. Serial killers get given great nicknames. You've got uh, like the Zodiac, for example. Hmm. He he is to uh, like star signs. No, no, like <laughs> you know the serial killer Zodiac. No, I don't. You don't know about the Zodiac <laughs> no. killer? Is it a movie reference? No, it's an actual serial killer. It's probably the world's most famous serial killer. Ooh. We'll tell you what. I will, <laughs> I've got some research to do. I will, we'll wrap this up because this has been going a bit long. Yeah, fair. But I will, I'll, tomorrow on the show, mm. on tomorrow on the preamble bit yes. of the podcast, mm-hmm. I'll explain the Zodiac killer to you. Great. I'll be scared. It's very interesting. It's, you should be scared. Interesting They're or never... scary? Will I have nightmares? <sighs> no, I don't think you'll have nightmares. It's interesting mm-hmm. and scary because they never caught him. No. Mm. Oh. But... I think it's from the seventies and eighties, and so they—they, they ha- you know, we don't have time for this. You, you <laughs> okay. are, you are. Safe. I will prepare myself for uh, tomorrow. We, we talk about piss boy, and we yes. also talk about reality TV. Jules. Plenty. Enjoy. Going ten sixty. Let us know. Do you know an active oldie? Yes, an overly active oldie. You had a very impressive story about a soccer player, Nick. Yes, Guinness World Record setter now, David Mudge. 
He's just celebrated 80th birthday today, but he broke the record at 79 years young mm. to be actually be the world's oldest competitive player. That's insane. Playing for his local soccer club. Very That's, impressive. Wow. He hasn't slowed down. He's kept things rolling. Uh, but sometimes you get to an age and you go, well, I can still move. Why would I not? My dad goes to the gym with a 94-year-old. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 94 year old. He's not in a nursing home. He's living independently, but he is still lifting weights as best as he can. He's still up and about. It is Impeccable, impressive. I'd love to see a jacked ninety-four-year-old. You don't <laughs> see, you don't see that enough. Let's head to the phones. Thirteen, ten, sixty. Kylie from the border. Kylie, do you know an overly active oldie? I do indeed. My great auntie Gail. <laughs> what's, what's Gail getting up to? Uh, lawn bowls and line dancing. Whoa, she sounds active. How That's... old is she? She's eighty-three, <sighs> and she's very, very competitive on the lawn bowls. Uh, circuit down in Brisbane, south yep. of Brisbane. I heard and it's very competitive, and especially because you've got the claw machine to help out if your legs she, are not as nimble. She, do you think she'd be getting, is she using her knees or is she using claw machine, Kylie? No, no, no. She uses her knees. Everything's oh. 100% active. My yes, no, she can use it all. Yep, and line dancing, and she's still got her own natural hair colour. What? She just yep, has, at 83. she's tapped into the fountain of youth. She certainly has, and I'm looking forward to it too. Wow. Is her secret just keeping things like as busy as possible in her schedule? What do you think it is? Don't slow down. No, she doesn't slow down. She's completely active all the time. She's got the world's best green thumb. She can grow anything. She can cook anything. And, um, yeah, just out there on the bowl. She's just had two great grandchildren of her own. So she had a little girl and a little boy recently. So oh she's doing lots of stuff with them. Yeah. And has she passed yeah. down any of these uh, fountain of youth uh, tips to you, Kylie? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Great. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kylie, yeah. you're going to be going until you're around 200 by the sounds of things. <laughs> that's, that's incredible news for you. Thank you so much for the call. No worries. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Let's keep them going, though. 131060, call from Mildura. Alex, do you know an active oldie yourself? I do, mate. My uh, my grandma. Oh. She, she hobbles around everywhere she goes. I mean, she, she's as active as she can be. She's just stubborn, I guess, is what you'd call her. Right. What so, does she get up to, Alex? Well, she's had her hip done and both knees done, and she walks to the shop still. She'll, she forgets her walking frame as well. So like <laughs> mum's always panicking that she doesn't have a wheelie walker with her sure. and that she'll fall. Um, but she, she just goes it tough. She's uh, a goer. Tell us, Alex, how old is she? I should know that. I would say well, like 79, 80. That's pretty old. That's amazing. I, I'll actually She's say I'll, off the back of having any form of reconstruction and still mm. getting around and refusing to use the walker. Yes. Pretty <laughs> super independent and stubborn. Pretty active. She has, But she's not out there. She's not playing like rugby or, you know, playing footy, is she? I hope not. But she does get up to stuff that she doesn't tell us about because she'll get in trouble yeah. by mum. She's Just got a, a secret so. life. A yeah. couple of strange bruises yeah. and you catch her on a, uh, a mad Monday exactly after the free right. season. You never know. Beautiful. Yeah. Appreciate the call, Alex. No drama. And Jules, yesterday... On Tuesday, 250 residents across Victoria protested out the front of a cemetery. A cemetery? Cemetery, that's right, yeah. Huh. Where they bury people, 250 people gathered out the front of Bendigo's Eaglehawk Cemetery, which is owned and run by the Remembrance Parks Central Victoria. Right. They're protesting to try and overturn new rules, Jules, that have stopped them from decorating grave sites. Really? So, like, bringing nice flowers and that sort of stuff? Well, it doesn't just stop at flowers. So this place, Remembrance Parks of Central Vic, they have quite a few gravesites, cemeteries, whatever you want to call them, across yep. Vic. They've got them in Axdale, Bendigo, Eaglehawk, Kangaroo Flats, uh, Heathcote, Seymour, Sunbury. 
Sunbury, of course, that's that's where I grew up. It's a town yes. that I'm from. It's where, where my, my family are. I've got family buried at the at the um, cemetery there. Oh, wow. And this these, affects a lot of places in Victoria. It does, exactly. And there's new rules. And it effectively, it bans people from placing a range of items on graves, including ceramic vases, solar lights, photo frames, just pebbles. Mm. And the idea is you've got to have them removed by Feb 5. So I guess that's the end. That's of, really soon. That's like the weekend, I believe. Uh, and people were protesting because... Some of these places had yeah. them removed without, you know, before they even got the warning. Really? So people were going around cleaning up yeah. these grave sites, even though there could be a personal memento to some families? Yeah. Now, I, having recently, uh, my grandmother, she passed during the pandemic mm. and she was, she's buried at the Sunbury Cemetery. Yeah. And she recently probably, I'd say mid to late last year, finally, because, you know, it takes a while to get the uh, actual the headstone and everything put up there. Yep. We finally got that sorted. And there've been many occasions over the last six months where we've, when I'm visiting my parents in Sunbury, we'll take the dog for a walk and we'll go pay our respects. And I got to say, and I, under, look, I understand getting a little bit upset about, Hey, we've put all these things to, uh, commemorate and to memorize. Yes. Uh, these people on their graves. Yeah. And their pay tribute to them. Yeah. And I understand that why they would be upset that that's been taken off. But when I walk through the Sunbury Cemetery and I see some of them, I go, it just looks like, and apologies if you're someone that's got stuff at your uh, loved one's graves, but it just looks like someone's dumped a load of rubbish a lot of the time. Really? Yeah. Now there are, there are exceptions to the rule. Of course, there's always going to be exceptions. Mm-hmm. So there are some where it's like, yeah, you've got a nice photo and that's fine. You've put some fresh flowers. That's fine. Yeah. But it's the, I think the issue, and I think that's why uh, Central Parks, um, uh, Remembrance Parks rather, Central Vic have put this in place is because there's so many people that they visit it once and they don't visit it for years. Well, they don't think of the longevity of the things they're putting down at these grave sites, yeah. perhaps. And these like ceramic phases, they get mm. trashed. They, they can fall be dangerous. Over. If exactly. there's a big gust of winds, then something's going to be broken all over. And it gets cracked and it looks, it looks awful. And if you talk, you want to pay proper respect to someone, yes. you're effectively, you know, when uh, there's those donation bins on the side of the road for like salvos and stuff. Of course. It, it looks like that. It looks like people have just dumped a heap of a garbage there. Site. So if you are someone that's, you know, uh, is leaving stuff and you are maintaining that and you're going there every few weeks or months. Great. You're amazing. Great. Fresh flowers is lovely, but it's, it's, I think the issue is it's all this garbage. So are you on the side of this park that's trying to do this I, cleanup? I think so. I, I like, like I said, there's exceptions, but yeah. I, I understand why they're putting this rule in place. If, if when I'm visiting my grandmother's grave and it's where my grandfather will probably be <laughs> laid to rest, where my parents probably will be and where I probably will be. I don't want to see rubbish everywhere. No, because we're all selfish, right? When we visit a gravesite, we're not yeah. going to visit someone else's and think about theirs. We're going to think about the loved one that has passed for us. We're going to visit them. And if there so happens to be some debris that's gone onto that site, you're going to be annoyed. 100%. So if you are someone that's protested, I understand. I understand being upset that it was taken without asking. Yeah. And I understand if you are someone that updates and, you know, takes the flowers down regularly. I understand that. Good but if you. you're someone that hasn't been to visit that person, to visit that grave for a long time and you've just trashed it effectively. Yeah. Well, then I don't think you've got any reason to be outraged by it. And maybe you should actually go and visit. We're asking, have you auditioned for reality TV? All the shows are kicking off at the start of this year. And mm. look, we got talking, Nick, and we realised we've both tried to get on one of these sorts of shows. Yeah. Now, we both had different motivations. I was 16 at the time when I went for this. Survivor. Just because I thought it's the best show and I liked the idea of trying to survive on an island. You're probably a bit young trying to survive getting yeah. through high school. 
Yeah, there was no chance that I was ever going to get picked up as a 16-year-old. Um, that being said, Jules, you look... What show did you try to go for? <laughs> Australia's Got Talent. Yeah. Helping out a friend. Um, she got through the first round without me. Yeah, then yeah. when she had to include me, um, she was turned away. And you thought this was going to make you incredibly famous, didn't you? Sure, correct? sure. We'll go with that, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phones right now. 13, 10, 60. We've got Claire from Bendigo. First of all, Claire, what was the show that you auditioned for? Hi, um, I auditioned for The Voice. Oh, cool. So you're a singer, I assume? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I, I, I try. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Now, I don't want to be rude here, Claire. We obviously, I, I don't know a famous singer, Claire, so I'm assuming that you didn't win. How far did you get in the audition process? Um, no, unfortunately, I uh, didn't win. So mm. I, I auditioned, like I, um, I did a little, a little self-tape. and. Yep, yep. Filmed myself singing um, a Nora Jones song. Okay, and, beautiful. Um, yeah, and then I I got around to the first round of auditions, and um, I did a musical theatre song, and they didn't really like me. Oh, how rude! <laughs> what was they the vibe in the face? room? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't I don't really know um, why they didn't like me, but there was um three three to four judges in the room. There was like um, some crew members and stuff like that. I was so nervous. I, I can't really remember yeah. a lot of, um, but there were people like, you know, behind the scenes and everything. So maybe like at least 10 people there, mm. but no, they didn't. I, I don't know whether it was my personality mm. or my looks or something, but no, they, they said, no, thank you. Oh, <laughs> heartbreaking, oh but hasn't God. stopped you from pursuing it. Yeah, no, definitely not. I'm still singing. I still like sing to my friends and when I'm out. Which I'm sure they like appreciate. That, so yeah. Good on you. Maybe, maybe next time I'll get through and I'm, I'm still ready to, you know, take on the world. That's the spirit. Thanks for the call, Claire. Thanks. Bye. Let's get those calls coming. 13, 10, 60. We've got Christine in Mulwala. Good morning. Have you auditioned for a reality TV show? I certainly have. All my right. husband and I... Um, we went for travel guides when it first started in Australia. It had been in the UK and then it was coming over. And, oh, my God, we went through a million auditions, videos, tapes. We got down to the last cut. Um, the couple, the older couple that are on there still, they took our place. And I'd even told my principal that I'd had to have three months off because I was travelling the world. <laughs> Yeah, um, I told all my friends. I'd imagined my face on my husband, yeah, our face on the side of buses as we pulled up at lights. Like, I had visualised this thing. You know, we'd done the psychology test, we'd done the medical test. We'd oh my god, been through hell. Yes, and I'm th- I'm thinking they could not say no now. Like, I I was just ninety nine percent. You'd sure. updated the Facebook status, everything. Yeah, that's quite bold. I, I, but they said no. Oh, oh. They cut me. They cut me at the last minute. Is this I a show where you get like free holidays, like you travel around different places and you get to rate the experience. Exactly. Yeah. That's oh. it. So I, get paid I was for devastated. It. I know. I know. It's still you can you can hear the anger in my voice still. Yeah, and I thought I was never. I know. I thought I was never going to watch the show. Anyway, I did, of course. Are you a little and bit salty yeah. when the couple that replaced you comes on, or do you sort of you're okay with that? Now? Oh no, I am. I am. My husband's really <laughs> my, my no. My husband's really quiet, and yeah. every time they come and I say, "It was your fault, Murph. It was your fault." Yeah, you can't, you, you weren't talking. You weren't talking. Did they? So they obviously liked your personality. Did, yeah, so was it like interviews? They just wanted to make sure that you gelled well on screen. Do you think? Do you think you know uh, why, Christine? Why they said mm. no ultimately? 
Oh, I do because the guy, the man on that, is a real a snob. He's a wine snob and whatever. I could have run rings around that lady still. Yeah. <laughs> Christine, say, oh my goodness! <laughs> if this phone call is uh, any indication of what we missed out on, Christine, you're oh, absolutely man. robbed. Thank you so much I for the know, call. I know. I know. Good on you. Bye. I'm in a fight with my partner at the moment. Good. Air it out. (laughs) That is what I'm using this show for right now. Healthy thing to do. I need to get your thoughts on what he's been doing lately, whether you side with me or side with him. All right. And, you know, it's fine if you happen to side with him and maybe I can learn a bit of something. But also, if you want to side with me, that's also good. I'll remain impartial at the moment. (laughs) Tell me what he's done. He has been using a word to describe women. (laughs) Yep. He's been using the word lady. And oh, that's, I... that's better. So you've been saying across the morning, you've been saying he's using this word to describe women and it's not on. And there's a lot of really bad words to describe women. And I thought, wow, Peter might be a bit of a... <laughs> he might be cancelled. He might be a piece of shit. I don't know. It's not... Okay. Lady in itself is not a no, bad word. It's, it's fine. It's quite a formal word, I would find. Lady but and I... the Tramp, obviously the classic <laughs> duo. And that, and the lady is the better of the two things to be there. Very prim and proper. So I've been lately describing um, my friendship dates with him. Um, we're doing long distance at the moment. He's up in Queens. I'm, I'm in Vic. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of describing these interactions. And he's like, oh, this girl sounds great. This girl sounds great. She sounds like a nice lady. And he keeps on using that phrase, a nice lady. Yeah. And I don't know what about the word lady riles me up, but it just sounds to me like you're describing someone who is 60, who is 70 years old. Yeah. Well, what it, is wrong with saying woman? He thinks girl's too young. He'd say, oh, young lady, that's a girl. But lady to me just feels way too old. I do understand your issue a little bit there. I I do think there's probably not a lot of words he could say instead of that would be fine. because if I've he was given him options. Well, if he said girl. What's wrong be, with that? Well, I mean, I, I, know, I know women. Uh-huh. I know ladies mm-hmm. who have been, you know, taking issue with that because it's like it, it's it's young and really? it's, it's a bit diminutive, diminutive. Mm. I don't know how to say that word properly. That's fine. But um, you can say lady. But if you say but saying and saying women feels loaded as well. I don't know. Whenever I think of someone trying to find the right word to say for the opposite gender, as a bloke, I do think of like a slightly a portly neck bearded gentleman. Who lives at home with his mum and just sort of doesn't know how to interact with people. So he's panicking. He's going, lady sounds right. Mm. He thinks that, yeah, that's what I'll settle on. And I just, I find it like I'm about to turn 30 and I'm finding like, this is, is this a crisis I'm having that everything feels like what he's saying is old? And to me, I'm at the point where I'm like, if you don't stop using the word lady, you are not going to be meeting these people. Well, to be fair, saying nice lady feels condescending. That's like, like if, if I, if I knew Cheryl from administration yeah. and she was a piece of work, I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> no, she's a real nice lady. Mm. Like, you know, uh, maybe in that instance it does. Maybe when I think of lady, I do think of an older person, but I guess he, does he know the ages of these women you're hanging out with? Yes. Late twenties, early thirties. Now they have names, right? He can't just call them their names. He could. Maybe he just wasn't listening to the conversation in the first place. Either way, I'll throw him a thesaurus. Uh, something that's happening here in the office that's absolutely got my goat, Jules, mm. and it's pissing me off, is in fact, there is a man that has been dubbed by, actually, I might get producer Matt on a mic here if we can. Okay. We can just jump on, because I know he that knows what's going on here. He's experienced this well. Thank you for joining us again, producer <laughs> You're Matt. You're welcome. Uh, I'm um, glad to have my voice in this chat that'll probably get us fired. It's Well, no, I, I don't think it's going to get us fired, because I asked our boss, Mel, I said, can I talk about this? Um, a man that I know, 
I don't know if anyone else calls him this, but I call him his piss boy. <laughs> piss boy? <laughs> There's someone in the office. We share the building and the, the communal toilets with a few people. Piss boy who routinely, there's someone here mm. who will go to the bathroom, yep. go to the cubicle, and with the toilet seat down, will pee on top of the toilet seat. Oh. Like the part that you sit on, like the whole part. So it's just leaving mess everywhere. Leaving mess everywhere. So much. Oh. It's not like, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, a bit of a splash there. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. And you've got to wipe it down. This is like, they they literally could, he could not pile more water onto the seat. Is it's this a repeated behavior? Disgusting. Oh yeah, Jules. This is not, this is not a once off event. Uh, we've been here at the station. We've been on air doing the show for maybe three weeks or so. Yeah. But we've been hanging around for, I've been hanging around for nearly two months, just sort of hanging out. And it's been going on since early December. Jeez. At least. And no. you would storm back into the office. Piss boy struck again. Yeah. I'm documenting it on my phone. <laughs> wow. I've got evidence. Are you serious? Yeah. It's insane. Cause I want to catch the person because it's, it's such an obnoxious behavior. Cause it's, Matt, it's so much, isn't it? It's so much. It's, it's no, there's no way it's like, oh, I didn't notice it. You've actively peed onto the seat and ignored it. Wow. It's so messy. It's so disgusting. And it like, it leaves. That's revolting. It leaves me to clean up a lot of the mess. Somehow I end up with it. A you lot become of the, time. the cleaner. I guess that's just how I time my visits to the bathroom. So enough is enough. You're sick of doing this and spending extra time in the bathroom because of this person. So right. what do you want to do? Right now, I feel like when there's a serial killer out there and the cops speak to the public and they speak to the serial killer saying, I know you're watching, <laughs> I know you're listening. <laughs> and Piss Boy. I will find you <laughs> and I will out you. You're a man on a mission. I don't know how I can legally out you. I don't know, I don't know where the legalities of this happen. But you read this by the boss, right? <laughs> he ran oh, part of it. Some of it, yeah. Some of it. I feel like, yeah, now he's taking this Le- um, Liam Neeson taken yeah. vibe on it. It's yes. getting a little bit intense. I've got my gun license. <laughs> and, Nick. and I will update you when there is an update. It has been a bit of a heat wave uh, the last couple of days here in Vic. Days? Yes. Like, I don't know. If We've escaped it finally. I feel as though it's been hot since December. It's been ridiculous. I haven't stopped sweating. The other day I went for a dip uh, in the Murray, went for a bit of a road trip mm. and felt like, you know what, just jump in the river, just just cool off. And I was planning on heading back to my accommodation to head out to lunch afterwards. Sure. But on the way back to my accommodation, I happened to notice a for a couple of sale signs outside a nice retailer, a women's dress store. Sure. Got my attention. And uh, I just had this moment. Congratulations to the advertising department. Yeah, yeah. Plenty. It was like uh, (laughs) EB Games. It was just everywhere. (laughs) Wow. Everything's on sale today. I couldn't see any actual dresses, so I I thought maybe the actual place is for sale. Hmm. But it was an amazing sale. It got my attention to the point where I had this moral dilemma. I thought, I'm currently wearing bathers. I don't have any other attire that I've packed with me, I'm planning on going back to my accommodation to get changed and okay. then go out for lunch. I don't have anything to change into, but I still want to go into this shop. I so wasn't dripping or anything. You're in your swimmers in the car and you see it. I get out of the car. I wrap a towel around me. Yeah. And I've got a top over my bathers, but bathers underneath. Nothing else. Is it a bikini, like two piece or one piece? Two piece. Two yeah. Piece. I walk into the store, not dripping, all uh-huh. good. The, the lady behind the register, she doesn't notice or say anything like that. So I'm thinking, great, she hasn't, she hasn't made a comment about the towel being weird in her store. She hasn't kicked me out. Great. Mm. So I happen to see a few things that I like. And I'm kind of like, if I like it enough, maybe I'll just, I'll just buy it and then I'll try it at home. And that's fine. That's but then, fair and then return it if it's not your, like, your style. Hopefully that policy covers it. Yeah. But then I get a handful of things, talking three, four things. I'm like, you know what? I've gone to this trouble of picking stuff up. I kind of want to get into the change room and try it on. 
You've gotten excited. Okay, you're getting ahead of yourself. The sales lady, she's fine with it. She's like, all right. Yeah, because just... most people don't. Most people aren't wearing wet underwear. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was surprised. She's like, yeah, go for it. Go ahead. Let me know if you need any other sizes. Mm. So I walk in and I try it on. I'm like, there's no way for me to to return anything if I've managed to damage the garment while trying it on because oh. I'm wearing wet bathers. It, effectively, everything you've tried on, it, you've, it looked like you've wet yourself. So the option is either to completely strip off and try everything nude. Which they dislike <laughs> you doing. From personal experience, I can attest that they don't. They prefer no. you to stay clothed in the changing rooms. And when the curtain doesn't fully close over and oh, you've got a, a curtain slight gap. Place. So yeah, it's yeah, a bit yeah. Of a, almost an inadvertent burlesque show you've put on. It's risky. Or do I keep the underwear on? So I went half-half. Oh. <laughs> we so went, almost we the, went bottoms. The worst of both worlds. <laughs> so you haven't actually followed either rules or either social decorums. But you're probably wondering, did I end up buying anything? Right? Well, did you did you end up? You know, you've wasted everyone's time. You've made everything <laughs> wet. Did you at least, you know, uh, help out a small or local business? Well, funny you mentioned that. I did in fact pity buy a dress because I thought I've gone to all this trouble. I did realize later on I left a puddle, <laughs> and don't really like wow. the dress. You loved it that much. You but wet I felt yourself. Sorry. The sales staff are like, wow, these deals are great. People cannot contain themselves here. It's a time of year where people get reflective, start of a new year. Hey, we're into Feb already. But wow. it's where people kind of go, am I doing what I want to be doing at the start of the year? Mm, silent reflection. Yep. Question everything. Dear diary, do I want to change my job? Well, yes. it turns out that maybe if you are spending your lunch break dreaming of a new job mm. and jumping on Google, someone has done the hard yard. Some poor sucker across 25 countries has checked out what across the world people are wanting to do in terms of their career, what the world's most popular jobs are. Sort after things. People go, oh, yes, as I reconsider my job as a radio announcer, maybe I should do this. <laughs> the top spot is a pilot. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I can understand that one. It's, you know, you Bit know of wanderlust. It's, it's fun. You get to travel. My brother's a pilot. Good He's, for um, from what I understand, Early days of being a pilot, not so fun. No, I guess, hard I guess, work to um, get there. Cool when you get to start flying internationally and get paid a lot of money for it. For sure. Yeah. In second spot, a writer. Mm. That's a good one because everyone likes the idea of writing the next great novel yes. or a movie and getting famous for doing that sort of stuff, don't I guess they? it's romanticised, like Carrie Bradshaw on Sex and the City. She sits back. Sure, that's who I think of when I think <laughs> of a writer. Not oh, anyone all, that's prominent. All the famous writers of the world, <laughs> Charles Dickens, yes. J.K. Rowling. And Carrie, Carrie Bradshaw, Bradshaw, the fictional character. In third spot, Nick, a dancer. Oh, yeah. Oh, one of those dancers. Well, I assume that's what you're talking about. They are quite popular. I'm thinking more the rise of TikTok has brought this on. People are like, yeah, if I can make some money off this and quit my day job, why not? Off stripping? Uh, so are we, are we dancing around the no, stripper no, term or no, is it no, actual no, dancing? No, well, it just says dancer. Two hundred and seventy-eight thousand searches across the year. Do you so think that's a case high? of people who have come back to work across January and gone, "Oh God, <laughs> I should strip." It's gonna, it's gotta be easier than my job in administration. <laughs> that's it. Well, surely. But some other ones, uh, some occupations that have made the list: mm. a teacher, a doctor. And a psychologist have made the top 20 world's most popular jobs. Well, I understand you said doctor because mm. there's, there's a lot of doctor TV shows like Grey's Anatomy. Yes. Everyone wants to be the hot doctor. That's it. Teacher's generous though. A teacher and a psychologist. Like, I mean, we, we're in Victoria. Why would anyone uh, over the past couple of years experiencing lockdowns want to do and deal with any of that stuff going on? Is this list being updated live right now? 
Like, has teacher <laughs> is is teacher dropping down the list from when you started this break? Surely, uh, it's gone to thirtieth spot now. Wow, and let's refresh it up. Oh, Fifty seconds. Ten to forty, and now it's oh, no one wants that job. Oh, no, how, how bizarre. That? that was the Nick and Jules podcast.